So hey guys, thanks for tuning in and clicking on this video. My name is Brady Cardici and I'll be your host today. Um, I have the pleasure uh, today of sitting down with a man to my left. He's a Toronto-based singer, rapper from the city. Welcome to the show, Notify. How's it going, Appreciate man? it, man. Good, Appreciate good. you coming on. I've been good, man. I can't complain. Good, um, good. So I wanted to get right into it. So to start things off, I wanted to talk a bit about where your passion for music came from. Uh, I know you're born in Montreal, but you know you grew up um, in Toronto yeah. for a large majority of your life. Uh, did you grow up in a musical household, or was it something uh, your passion for music, something you cultivated by yourself? Uh, my family was always going to church every Sunday, okay. so I kind of I was playing the drums in church. Um, and when I wasn't doing that, I was at home on the ice cream tub. Oh, okay. So <laughs> before I got a drum set, so. Um, yeah, I was always surrounded by music, so I think that's where it kind of stems from. Okay. Did you, when you were uh, in the church playing drums, did you uh, do any singing and stuff in the choir, or was it? Oh no, nah, as a kid, I was shy as fuck. Oh I really? Okay. No, nah, I couldn't do any of that. Okay. Um, just the drums. Just the drums. Yeah. Nice. Did you play any other instruments or just the drums? No, I wanted to learn how to play the piano, cause, yeah. but it, it would have been good for uh, producing. But I just, yeah, I couldn't get into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, having a love and passion for music, what? What spurred you to start taking it upon yourself to like create your own music? Was there someone who maybe saw your talent and was like, oh man, you should really do this? Or was it something, you know, one day you're like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to try try this and see how it how it goes? Uh, it was actually my boy. <clears throat> uh, I used to live in Scarborough. Okay. So one day he was just like, yo, let's go make a track. I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Let's make a track. Like, yeah. What do you mean? He's like, yo, let's go, let's go make a track. So we went back to his crib. <clears throat> we had like a dollar store mic. Got from a dollar store. It was uh, Mixcraft. I don't know if you know what Mixcraft, Mixcraft. is. Uh, no. Old, old program. Okay. Uh, so we just loaded up a, a beat and we just went at it. I mean, it probably sounds like horse shit. <laughs> now, yeah. if you play it back, but back then it was just, it was so fun. <clears throat> it was just something that was new. Um, and I just had a lot of fun doing it, and I kind of just stuck with it. Okay. At, the, at your time, did your did your friend know how to like produce and like put everything together? Or was did you guys kind of like learn that? Like uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't producing, but he was making music before that. Before that, so okay. he kind of just brought me into it. Okay, so was he kind of like a, I would, like a mentor for you a little bit in terms of like when you just started out, like showing you the ropes, like how to do certain things? Or oh, for sure, for sure, because he already knew what he was doing, right? Okay. So yeah, he, he definitely showed me uh, just how to record and stuff. Okay. Um, but after that, I kind of just took it around with it. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah like this. this is my thing. Now. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's so, who's your boy? You want to show him out? Uh, yeah, Major. Shout out Major. Shout out guy. Major. He's my fan. Awesome. Okay. Um, so I feel like many people, they don't realize how actually tough it is to be an artist these days. Um, for you, what were those early days like, um, you know, when you're still trying to uh, find your sound and really craft your identity of who you wanted to be as an artist? What were those early days like? Um, well, the older you get, the more you think about that kind of thing. Yeah. Like when you're 12, 13, you're not thinking about that you kind of just going. you're just having fun you're yeah. just going with it um but definitely the older i got is the more i was like all right what am i trying to sound like what am i trying to do okay and then i kind of i kind of started singing around 16 17. okay so it was kind of like that was something new because right. before then i was just rapping and producing mm -hmm. so then i brought that into the mix and then i kind of had to change the sound right right so i mean 
it just took a little time, but I think everybody has their own process that they go about yeah. trying to find it. Now, were you, would you, were you one of the, were you like a natural singer or, cause I know oh, I was, hell no. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Uh, cause I, I was hearing this story. I, I was watching this interview with Tory Lanez and he was saying how he wasn't a natural singer. So what he would do, I didn't even know this was possible, but you could, he could actually, he would just keep on singing and singing and eventually his vocal cords would strengthen to a point where he could hit all those high notes where, you know, let's say five months before he wouldn't have been able to hit that at all. Was that, was that your case where you found like as more, you know, uh, as more time got along, you just kept on, kept on singing on singing, like you, you were able to, you know, hit higher notes or your range grew and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah? For sure. When I first started, I was horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> but just like you said, it just, it's, it's practice, yeah. right? Your vocal cords are a muscle. Mm-hmm. So it's like doing push-ups or crunches. You do it often enough, repetition, it builds. Okay. So that's all it was. Okay. Just and practice. You, and you didn't have any like vocal coaches or anything no like that? No vocal coaches, nothing until probably like last year, actually. Okay. Yeah. So I'm lucky I didn't strain it. Yeah, yeah. Or like mess it up. <laughs> I feel like Thank I feel God. like especially like when artists go on tour, tour. That's like the big concern is like overuse of the of the vocal muscles because I know that can really oh for sure it's strenuous on your voice for sure. Yeah. Um, so I know early on in your music career when you're experimenting with a lot of sounds, you used a lot of samples. Uh, I know you're heavily influenced by Kanye because he yes, was sir. infamous for doing that kind of stuff. For sure. Um, but now though, when I listen to your music today, it's a lot of a lot more of a hybrid style, combining your rapping abilities and your singing. As well as I feel like there's, at least for me, there's a lot of dark kind of undertones to it, which I personally like. Um, can you break down wh- uh, the decision to kind of go that direction and how you really develop that sound that you have today? Okay, so for starters, for those of you who don't know, when you sample a record or mm-hmm. whatever, depending on how big it gets, like the original owners of that record will like <laughs> come after you, <laughs> right? Because you don't own it and yeah, you're yeah. using it, right? Okay. So with that being in mind, I was like, you know what? I'm not trying to get into all of that. And plus, you got to clear it, right? You got to okay. pay to clear it. Okay. If you want to distribute it. So I was like, I don't have that kind of money to be clearing big MJ samples or big yeah, so whoever samples. Exactly. Yeah. It's a lot okay. of money. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to stay away from that for now. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just got into just making beats without samples. And then a lot of producers, they just started sending me packs, sending me packs, sending me okay. packs. I was like, cool. Well, I'm going to use these. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because <laughs> it makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for the last maybe like two years, I haven't really been producing much. I've just been taking in what's been coming because it's just been an abundance of beats. Okay. So with that being said, a lot of the beats coming in are tailored to today's sound. So in terms of hip hop. So it's not um, not like the boom bop beats, you know, that she used to hear. Like the 80s or something, yeah. And it's not the the Kanye samples from like the early 2000s, right? Mm -hmm. So... A lot of my people around me was like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be rapping because there's just so many rappers, right? Yeah. And everybody kind of sounds the same when you, when you rap, right? There's not much... Individuality. When it comes to rapping. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. I'm still going to rap, <laughs> but I'm going to try something different. So I, I infused it with singing. Okay. And then that played into the hybrid beats. So now it wasn't just a straight rap beat. It was a beat that I could also sing on. Okay. But rap with like a melodic tone. So it wasn't straight oh, rap. Right. It was like a smooth little flow. Okay. And then the darkness, the dark tones, um, that's just a preference, I think. Okay, in terms of how you want a record to sound. Yeah, I mean, it's those, those upbeat, um, up-tempo kind of pop records, those are cool. Like, I like those kind of records. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't really feel much when you hear those. No, yeah. It's, it's, 
Yeah, and especially too, because I find you hear them so frequently, I feel like you're desensitized to if the artist is even supposed to, uh, trying to put in some emotion to the song. No, it's a fact. It's a fact. It goes over your head. No, for sure. So with those darker tones, um, it's a lot easier to gravitate towards that sound. Because you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I feel this way too. Or I've been through that. Or, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, when, you, when you would get producers send you, sending you beats, would there be a certain, let's say, handful of producers where you're like, man, like, I, I really like the stuff they're giving me, I want to exclusively work with them? Or were you at a point where, you know what, I'm just going to keep, keep, keep the doors open and not really like, oh, I'm just going to work with this person and disregard other people? Oh, for sure. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people are actually suggesting that, that I do that. But I'm like, oh. why? Yeah, like, it wouldn't make sense. What's, you know? what's the point? Because yeah. when you do that, you kind of put yourself in a box, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right? Because that one person is going to be giving you one sound until they elevate and give you another sound. True. But yeah. if I'm getting sounds from six different producers, six different sounds, yeah. and I put it all together, and that's Notify. So it's kind of like... No, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I'm just, I accept beats from everybody, all producers, want to send me some beats. Um, but yeah, no, for sure. That's what it is. Okay, interesting. So uh, more about the music. In September, you released your debut EP, Collateral. So congrats on that. I know it's a Appreciate big day. It. Thank no problem. Um, so with this being your debut EP, did you have a certain story or message that you wanted to kind of convey as an introduction to the, to the masses? Um, just that this is me. Um, this is what I can offer. Mm -hmm. This is the sound. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like a melting pot of sounds. It wasn't just one kind of sound. Um, I definitely had fun making that making that record. Okay. I think the I think the oldest track on that that I made is probably like a year and a half, and I kind of just sat on it. Ah, uh, until yeah. Until it was like time. I was think it I, uh, first flight out? I don't think no. It wasn't first flight out. It was lonely actually. Oh really? Yeah, that was okay. probably like a year and a half, going on like two years. Right, because you released you released the music video. That was like your first music video released, right? And then the other stuff came after. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense then. Okay. And then I think uh, Honey. I think I recorded that maybe two months before I put the, the tape together, or we actually. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, now I know on that project you worked with um, Super Mario, Con Solo, and Jordan Manswell, just to name a few. All notable producers. All uh, producers that um, obviously their tags tags are recognizable, but their but their beats are recognizable sure. as well. Um, what was it like working with them in the studio? Um, how did you build, like, how, first of all, how did you even uh, build that relationship with all three of those people? And yeah, what was your experience working with them throughout the course of making the EP? So first of all, I don't record it with anybody. No, okay. No, I don't. So I engineer myself. Okay. So I record myself. So everything you've heard, I recorded it. I did oh, wow. it. Um, in terms of like mixing and mastering, I mix and I master, I mix and I master, but for that record, um, I mixed and I sent it off and I had a, well, my guy, Dan Weston, he's a really dope okay. uh, engineer. Okay. I had him just polish it up and make sure everything was, was good with it. Um, but in terms of how I connected with those guys, uh, mm -hmm. it was just all through my team. So my manager, uh, uh, Charlie B and, uh, and Philly, um, they know like uh, a lot of producers, in particular these three. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really easy to just get uh, things going back and forth, packs back and forth until we found what we wanted. Okay. And then we just bought it and that was that. Okay, okay. Um, now, yeah, you said you, you mix and you put everything together yourself. Is, there, is, that, just, is that just because you, you kind of know how you want it to sound and how you want everything to be arranged so well, you're going to do it yourself or is there another reason? Uh, partly because of that and just because I just like to be alone. Like, yeah, you like your space, your, your own time. 
you're in a studio and you're trying to trying to make a track you gotta tell the engineer no i want to do this i want to do that yeah back it up here do that it's just it takes too much time i could just do it myself okay don't have to talk right <laughs> yeah that's true um but yeah no i just i like my space so i like the vibe that i i have when i'm by myself it's just it's how i create okay that's funny because uh, i was actually watching an interview the other day you know you know who sod baby is Sod Baby. Yeah, he's from, I, uh, so. I think he's from, I don't know if he's from Atlanta. I know he's from the States. But uh, the interview asked him literally like that, that exact question. He was like, kind of gave a similar response. He's like, he's like, man, like I literally like just record in my room. Like, and he, and, you know, he has access to all these studios. And, right. he, and he's like, he's like, man, you know what? I just, me and my brother, we just go in my room and record. He's like, I don't have to worry about if, if I'm tired, I can just pass it on my bed. We got food right there down in the, in the kitchen. So I'm like, you know what? Man, no time limit too. That's what it exactly, is. You have to pay yeah. a big expensive bill. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm like, man, it makes sense. Well, for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. And with the way music is today, it's so easy to just make a track and put it out. Yeah. So you don't have to spend big money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, you're trying to conserve your money for, you know, if you want to spend it on a on a trip or a tour oh, or a for show, sure, you for sure. just, it's better, better or spend. Or a video if you want to make one because they're expensive. Oh, <laughs> they're not yeah. cheap. Uh, I tell you, man, they're not cheap. Trust me. Um, so out of all the tracks on your new EP, which one was your favorite to record? And then which one, just on a personal level, means the most to you? Favorite to record? Probably, I'd say Wave. Okay. Was probably my favorite to record just okay. because it has that that transition. So it's that R and B, then it has that rap bounce. Yeah. So that was that was cool. That was cool um, in that aspect. Um, the music video I liked for that too. Yeah, it was, it was trippy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like how it came out. The eighty eighty eight uh, the production, the the crazy, it was yeah. just so good. Who, um, if you don't mind me asking, who filmed the the music video for Wave? For Wave, it's um eighty eight. Eighty eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the 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 is stupid, but like. They're really, really cool people, and like their production, their value is just for what what you pay. Like it's it's dope. Okay, you get it's like dope. ten times in return of oh for sure, for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, in terms of which record means the most to me, I'd probably say, Honey. Yeah. Just because that was about like a high school crush. Okay. Uh, she didn't like me. But, <laughs> you know what can you do? You know, you live she's probably like, damn. I should. I should have. I should have. You know. I should have. Nah, no, she's, for she, him, she still know? doesn't like me. Oh no. It's, okay. okay. <laughs> it's all good. Maybe one day. Who knows? Maybe one day. You know. Uh, but yeah. But that record was. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, because like when I listen to why I listen to Honey, I can feel a lot, definitely a lot of emotion on it too. And then tattoos, I, I really like as well because I feel like that one is is it really highlighted your rap, your rapping ability as well. Because I feel like Wave and First Flow Out really showcases your your singing. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about social media for a sec. So um, obviously, social, especially for artists, has allowed artists to obviously interact with fans and allow fans to interact with artists. So right. you really get to know people on a more personal level than you were like you know five, ten years ago. Um, but do you feel uh, as an artist that fans or people in general could can somehow um, focus too much on you know your personal life or something outside of the music rather than focusing on projects that you're releasing or stuff that you feel are uh, is important and what people should be focusing on? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I guess it just depends on who the person is. Yeah. Because with social media, it's kind of like, it's the biggest insight into your life from a stranger, right? Sure. So, like, you don't know these people personally, but they have the ability to see, like, into your life, like, whatever you show them. Yeah. Like, they'll know more about you than, you know, any other person would just because it's that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, at the same time, it's a, it's a, a very useful tool. 100%. Because you could reach somebody in Japan. 
Yeah. Like, I've or never like been Korea to Japan or, or like Korea. Thailand or something, yeah. Just off of your phone. It's That's crazy. crazy. Like, hey, listen to this or hey, do you like this? It's kind of like that interaction wasn't there before. Yeah. And now with the way it's going, technology is just... It's at your fingertips. It's almost like the old school way of like, you know, how people would sell like their mixtape out of their car. It's like that. Oh, for sure. Like, it's a like digital mixtape. That's exactly, what it is. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, digital mixtape. That's so true. Um, uh, another follow-up to that that I just, I just thought of is, uh, do you feel like when you're posting or when you're, do you feel uh, sort of like sometimes, oh, am I questioning yourself? Oh, am I giving, am I giving away too much of my personal life? Oh, I need to dial it back. Or do you feel like you've, you've found a happy meaning of, happy medium of, of still keeping things that are personal to you, but also still letting the fans get to know who you are as a person? Um, I think I find a medium yeah. for sure. I think it's, it's about being comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So it's whatever you want to share. Um, but that comes in, in time, right? Yeah. So right now I'm comfortable with sharing what I've shared. Mm -hmm. Um, in the future, for sure, I'll be comfortable with sharing more, but it's just about getting there, right? Yeah, it's progression. Steps, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, you know, you grew up in Toronto for a large majority of your life. Um, I mean, I, you know, I feel like, especially with these last 10 years, there's a been, been a real culture shift for the city, especially in Toronto's music scene. I feel like now it's top three or top five, at least, uh, in terms of the spotlight in, in the music scene is on our, on our city. Um, so as an artist, do you feel because of that, um, there's a little bit more opportunity now in Toronto that necessar necessarily artists who are coming up, they don't have to go to LA or they don't have to go to New York to really make it? Or do you still feel like um, that our music scene isn't quite up to that level where artists still have to do that? Um, yes and no. Okay. So no, because Toronto's been in the spotlight for 10 plus years now. Yeah. Uh, because of Drake and Weekend yeah, and all those people and Tori. Um, but when it comes down to music, we just don't have the infrastructure here. Yeah, like the resources you're talking. About. Yeah, we like the labels here. The labels here are good. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. They're they're good. They're excellent people. Um, but it's just it's not the powerhouse that the states is. Yeah. Like you can you could blow up in Toronto, and nobody in the states knows who you are. Yeah. But you can blow up in one state, and the world knows who you are. It's kind of. It's crazy how that works, you know what I mean? It's, the, it's like the backbone, everything's in the States. Yeah. Like it sucks that you have to leave, but then when you make it, you can come back. That's right? true, yeah. So I mean, it just, it depends on how you look at it, I guess, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, now, speaking to the, to the resources, did you, like, um, is there anything, at least for any up-and-coming artists in terms of resources, if they're looking to, I don't know, like for studio time or like just connections that like, you could like you could help uh, with an artist like any any resources that you could share maybe um, that you know of that. Um, well, there's a lot of good studios in Toronto. Okay. Um, they're everywhere. A lot on Queen Street too. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of photographers, there's so many dope photographers in the city, mm -hmm. um, and they're all accessible just because of Insta, right? Right. So it's like you can just search Toronto photography. True, and a million things will a come million up. will pop up, and you just you select who you like, and you, you just reach out. Okay. Um, the prices aren't crazy either. I think photographers charge like maybe one, one forty an hour. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's not. I mean, you're gonna get a lot of pictures in an hour, depending on what you want to do, right? Yeah. Um, so is that is that what you do? Your approach then, if for for your Instagram and for your photos, you you'll reach out to photographers and you'll do shoots and stuff. A lot of photographers reach out to me, and oh, it's right, just right. like, it's very, it's very like, it's very dope to see, because yeah. that wasn't always happening. Mm. So. To, to see that people are reaching out because they like the sound, they like what I'm doing, they like what we're doing uh, um, with the whole image and the whole the team. It's just, 
it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. But definitely, um, sometimes when I'm looking for just new, like, new looks, right? Because yeah. you don't always want to take the same kind of pictures and post the same kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. So different photographers will give you different looks, different angles, because, you know, it's different people. Um, so yeah, sometimes I, I search and I just look and I see who's dope and I just, I reach out. And if we connect, we connect. If we don't, well, yeah. it's more. Exactly. So. Okay. Um, so I want to get into a little bit about your performances now. Um, just in 2019, you had a couple of big performances at Nine Music Festival and then at the Mod Club in Toronto. Um, so for a fan or someone who um, is just going to your show for the first time, what can they expect from a, not a Notify show? Um, well, first of all, lots of dope music, okay. for sure. That, that's a must. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> um, Lots of energy because it's it's tough when people don't really know you and they're coming yeah. out to watch you. Yeah, they're kind of just like, all right, you know what's they're going trying to on. Gauge you out, they're you just know? looking at you, right? They're not really vibing with you, so you kind of got to put two hundred percent to get like fifty back. Okay. Right. Versus yeah. if you're known, you put like twenty percent <laughs> and you get like a thousand, right? Yeah. So um, you definitely expect energy. Definitely expect good vibes, positivity, because you know that's all I'm about. Um, but yeah, just a good time in general, for sure. Do you uh, do you have any like crazy? Well, let me actually, you know what? Let me ask you about like, do you have uh, like your first performance? Because like, like, how was how was that for you? Because I can imagine like your first performance as an artist, you're probably pretty nervous. First performance ever? Yeah, ever. I guess it's like you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I was shitting bricks. Okay. Shitting <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because my my very first performance ever, like nobody knew my music, like nothing. Right. Uh, I think I had that sin cycle. Sin cycle. Okay. So I think that was probably like my first like actual performance. It was probably like 100, 100 people in there, 150 people. That's a decent amount of people, yeah. It is. Me and my boy. Um, and it was just, it was a weird experience because some people were rocking, but the majority weren't. Mm. Just because, like, who is this guy? Like, they just I didn't know you. Didn't know me, didn't know the sound. Um, there was no familiarity, right? Mm. So they had nothing to really grab onto. Okay. Um, but as time went by, you, you kind of know how to feel it out. You kind of know how to gauge certain situations. Uh -huh. So if you're, like, you're seeing somebody and they're really engaged with you, you engage with them. And that gives you more energy. That gives you more energy. That gives you more confidence. And maybe their friend will tag in right. and kind of okay. like feed off of that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just how you approach it. I mean, it's just it's stepping stones, right? You got to learn. Mm -hmm. now, how do you, now, how do you deal with like, the, like a crowd that maybe half of the people are giving you energy but half of the people aren't giving you energy because obviously like we just said you feed off of the energy so do you kind of just gotta like just focus on the people that are giving you energy and kind of just go with them or do you are you i don't want to say like force the crowd to like rock with you but are you sure. trying to like maybe oh you know what i'm, I'm tr really trying to get that half of the crowd rocking me i gotta i gotta do i gotta jump in the crowd or i gotta do something to to really get them to to feel me or is there is that across your mind or you just perform how you normally perform uh, I think you just gotta you gotta you gotta go with the flow. You gotta go okay. with what feels right at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I'd say never do anything that you wanna normally do, because that's how you mess right. up performances. That's how you get hurt, or you might hurt somebody else, that's or true. depending on what you're doing, you wanna yeah. jump in a crowd. Well, if you've never done it before, you know, and yeah. half the crowd isn't feeling you, you might not get caught. Oh, <laughs> you okay. might fall, right? So yeah, it's kind of yeah. like you don't want to embarrass yourself or do anything crazy. Mm -hmm. So definitely just uh, go with the flow, see what happens. Okay. Um, so I know you're currently managed by, uh, you alluded to earlier, uh, Charlie B and um, Philip McPherson, who have been obviously with you for a few years now since you came out. Um, as an upcoming artist, how do you go about choosing the people in your circle and making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who support you, but also people who, who don't want to, like, who won't take advantage of you? Because, uh, you know, you hear the stories of, of up-and-coming artists who people on their team or people who hand, handle the finances will, 
you know, they'll, they'll take advantage of them because, you know, the naive artists in, right. in, in those cases. So how do you make sure that you're avoiding those type of people and only surrounding yourself with people that you can trust? Um, that's a tricky question. Tricky question because you really you never really know who's there to take advantage of you until until it happens until it happens or until they show signs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, like you just gotta put your trust in people, mm-hmm. um, and just believe that they're there to support you, there with the, the best intentions for you, and and just build a connection, right? Because mm-hmm. they're less likely to take advantage of you if you have like a real connection. Yeah. Because if it's kind of like all right. I just met you today. Come rock with me, right? It's kind of right. like uh, it, it's, it's shaky, right? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of got to build that that bond first mm-hmm. before you consider like really taking them in. Okay. And maybe just give them little things to do here and there and see if they're really with it. Yeah. Because you know you just never know. You never know. But definitely, definitely, um, it's important to surround yourself with people mm-hmm. that genuinely support you. Yeah, and want to I want to see you succeed too. Cause, and, you know, yeah, exactly. Cause especially like. Not even your your managers, but even your friends. They want to be like, man, like I, I fuck with what you're doing. I want to support you. I'll be there at you know not every show, but I'll be there to support you. I'll no, for sure, your for stuff, sure. You know, because people have lives too, right? Exactly. They're not gonna be able to make every show. No. Right. So, the the shows that they do come out for, or the events, mm-hmm. whatever it might be that they do come out for, it. You know, you just gotta appreciate it. Of course. Now, how did you how did you get linked up with Charlie B and 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 Philip? People you go back through with the childhood, or did you get introduced through other people? Or um, so another artist from Toronto, his name is Robin Banks. Oh, okay. He's actually from he's actually from my neighborhood. We live in the same neighborhood, so oh. we used to play ball together and all that stuff. Okay. Um, he dropped a mixtape that was hosted by DJ Charlie B, mm-hmm. and my and I didn't know. My boy showed me. He was like, "Yo, Charlie's hosting uh, Robin's uh, mixtape." So I was like, "All right, cool, bet, bet. That's dope." I want mine hosted too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A SoundCloud link um, to his email. Okay. And I guess, but he gets so many emails from yeah, so many he, different artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't thinking like, you know, he's going to reply. But he replied, I think maybe the same day or the next day. So I was like, okay, shit, I picked the right track. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he checked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then he brought me out to a studio in, uh, in Mississauga. Like, I think it was the same day or the day after. Oh, wow. So it was quick because I guess he was out there doing something already. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, he brought me out. We were there. We just connected. You know, he really liked the music, and I was like, "Yo, I think you know, together, you know, with the music and with what you can do, uh, your your resources, I think we can really, you know, make some noise." Okay. And then from there, it just kind of stemmed. Um, I think Philly might have came into the picture at the top of this year. Okay, so recently. Yeah, yeah. So he was he wasn't there in the beginning, but Philly's my guy. I mean, yeah. he's just. He's a blessing to have, so I really appreciate it, uh, both of them. So I mean, yeah, that's how we connected. Awesome. Um, now, for people who have aspirations, either they want to become an artist, or even people who've been in the game for a while, um, what advice would you give them based on your experience? Um, maybe advice or things that they shouldn't do, and if they want to get noticed in the industry. First of all, don't give up. You yeah, there we go. That's up. like I feel like that's number one. It's hundred yeah, uh, percent, yeah. without a doubt. I've been at this for ten years plus. Mm. And I'm just now starting to see, you know, the fruits of your labor. Some, you know, yeah. um, but definitely that's that's number one. Um, and don't don't do anything to fuck up, like okay. your chances of like crossing the border. Yeah. Oh, okay. So because on the criminal side. On the criminal side, don't yeah, yeah. you guys, you know, stay out the bullshit, please. <laughs> if you want to become an artist, Very anything essential. in the arts, right? Because if you hinder yourself from being able to cross the border, you're just you're putting yourself in a box. Yeah. That you don't want to be in, because if you can't cross the border to certain places, can't tour just, in the US. you can't. There's huge markets mm-hmm. that you, you're, you're missing out on. Is you're not gonna, you know, your career won't be. It's 
at its full potential, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely work on your craft. Okay. You have you have to work on your craft. You have to be serious about it. You have to you have to put the time in. You gotta put the hours in because if you don't, it's gonna show. Now, when you say because people like everyone says work on your craft, but like in in terms of an artist, like what are some particulars when you say work on the craft, like? Uh, work on your your mixing work on your vocal delivery work on your writing like that type of thing So it all depends on what kind of artist you are. So if you're a musical artist mm -hmm. You make songs right and you're a rapper work on your raps work on tightening them up okay. You know if you're a singer work on those vocals or get a vocal coach if you're a painter start painting some shit every day You have to just be at it like every day. I'm at it mm -hmm. even if I don't make a full track or if it, It's not something that I want to put out. I'm still making it it's gonna sit in the vault, it's just gonna sit there. Cause maybe later I'll come back to it. But you always wanna see like your elevation. Okay. You always wanna see that you're progressing because if you stay, the, if I was the same from 10 years ago, it wouldn't make any sense. You know, what am I doing? True. I'm not progressing, I'm not doing anything, you know? Yeah. So how can I expect other people to gravitate to me if I'm not putting in all that work, right? It doesn't make any sense. Um, now speaking of your craft, in terms of inspiration and stuff, where, you, where do you get your inspiration from when you create your music? Um, just, Every I, don't, life? I don't know. It's it's tricky. Like sometimes it's just past experiences. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just I'll be walking outside and I just see something. Yeah. I'm like, yo, the grass is super green today. <laughs> I gotta write about this. <laughs> I gotta write about it. But I'm not obviously not gonna make it. You know about the grass. No, no. But it'll be like, I don't know, just some kind of dope metaphor or some kind of you know double mm -hmm. entendre that you can just throw in there and make a full track out of it. Okay. Um. But yeah, it's kind of like. What about what? I? F I feel like I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but oh, being um, like authentic. How how important is being authentic and uh, when you're coming up? That's number one. Yeah. That's number one. Because if you if you start faking it from the beginning, you gotta continue faking it. And that's tough to do. It's hard. It's yeah. hard because if you start faking it and you're one thing, and then all of a sudden, like you just do a complete 180, people are gonna be like, "What's going on? Like, what is yeah. this? You know, this is not what I like from this artist." This is not the reason I follow them. It's not the reason I listen to the music or whatever it may be. So it's kind of like you got to be consistent. Mm -hmm. So if you're that guy that, that does dark R&B, stick with that dark R&B. Yeah. You can always progress and start doing other things in the An future. Experiment, yeah. Yeah, but don't just cold turkey, switch it up, and just start mm -hmm. doing something else. Like, yo, this guy's a weirdo. <laughs> like, yo, <what's laughs> what doing? just happened? I was like, it doesn't, for this it doesn't make right? sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. It's just got to stay consistent. Okay. Okay. Um, now we're going into 2020. Christmas is around the corner. Um, do you have anything in particular that maybe you're that are in the works or just goals for yourself that you want to accomplish for the new year? Oh, for sure. So right now I'm wrapping up a, another project. So it's okay. going to be like a five five song project. Five song project. Um, that's the first of three. Oh, wow. So I'm going to have. So hopefully in the new year we could drop one first quarter, maybe another one, third quarter, uh, and then we'll probably do the, the third for uh, 21. But uh, lots of videos. I want to okay. shoot a lot of videos. Visuals and stuff. For sure. Um, I want to connect with a lot more Toronto-based artists. Okay. Because there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of dope artists in the city. Man, there is. Like, and even I feel like there, our our city is so is so talented, and that like all the talent just needs to be highlighted more. No, for sure, for sure. And we gotta we gotta get rid of that 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 screw face capital ah, stigma. Yeah, yeah, that's because it's not it's not cool, man. No, no, it's no. not cool. We need to get um, that stigma out of there. There's a there's there's so much dope music that can be made if we all just connected. And there's like, like everybody in Atlanta, like Man, they all so, connect so with close. each other. Yeah. People in New York, they all connect with each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why aren't we doing that over here? Like we're in the spotlight. We're like a big, like people are coming here to make music. Yeah, that wasn't happening before. 
Yeah. So it's kind of like we got to take advantage of all that's going on now before everything cools down and, you know, we got to restart. Yeah, do you think it's like a, I feel like it could be just everyone's, do you think it's everyone's ego is just like too high right now? It's like, oh, you know what, I can't can't rock with that guy because of so-and-so. I don't want him, he might out-rap me or I might outdo me on my own track. I got to make sure that I stand out or, because oh. I, I, I can't really pinpoint like what it is, you know what I mean? So, well, there's a lot of politics in the city. So, yeah. I mean, depending on where you live, maybe you don't want to make a track with like, yeah. you know, f- somebody from, you know, an opposing hood or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in terms of people that don't have those problems, um, I think there's a little bit of ego, yeah, for sure. Because everybody, obviously, you want to be the best if you're making of music, course, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah. want to, you don't want to be, you know, outwrapped or outsung on your own record. No, no, no. Um, so I think for them, you just got to find that that medium. So mm-hmm. maybe not, don't go for the the person that's like your direct competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but go for somebody else that maybe you feel like is still coming up. Um, but yeah, definitely, everybody's just got to start working together for I sure. Agree. Um, speaking of working together, do you have like maybe a top five artist from Toronto you want to collaborate with for the new year? Top five, I'd say I'd put Anders first. Okay, he's really dope. I really like Anders. Yeah, he's got a good sound. Oh, for sure. Um, definitely would want to work with uh, this is girl. Her name is Summer Song. Oh, okay. She's really dope. Yeah, She's yeah. She's really dope. She's good. Um, Young Tory too. Yeah, okay. I think me and Young okay. Tory makes some fire to be honest. He does, with you. yeah. His uh, his stuff is catchy. His hooks are so catchy. It is, it is. He yeah. really makes dope music. Mm-hmm. Um, Swagger, right? Shout okay. out Swagger. So, shout um, out Swagger. Definitely want to make some with him. And who else? I feel like you'd go well with good with like jazz. Jazz, yeah. Because I feel like your, oh, sure. your styles are, are some are pretty similar. Like your just your tone of voice and the way you you guys rap and stuff. No, I for sure, for sure. He's he's a cool guy too. So shout out Jazz. Shout out Jazz. Yeah. Um, yeah, but for sure, that's like, I think that's my top five, yeah. Okay, there you go. That's a good top five. Yeah. It is, it is. Yeah, um, on the new the new stuff that you're going to be releasing, because I know obviously your debut project, you just want it to be about you, right? So no right. features. Are we, could we expect features on the new stuff? Um, hopefully, you can get some features on it. But okay. if, if not, if things don't line up like that, then yeah. it's just going to be solo me. But okay. for sure, I, I would love to get some features on, on yeah. these projects. So any artists looking to get on this project, head him, him up, man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for people who want to learn more about you, uh, browse more of your music, or just you know want to keep up to date on what you're doing, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Notify. Um, you can find me my music on Apple Music, uh, Deezer, Spotify, all the usual suspects. Yeah. Um, I'm on Insta more than anything else, so that's probably the main, yeah. main, main place to hit yeah. at. All right, yeah, so that about wraps it up. Guys, thank you for tuning in at home. Notify, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate, really appreciate it, man, thank definitely. Um, yeah, so let's notify, guys. If you want to check out his debut AP collateral out now, like he said, on all streaming platforms. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in. I'm Brady, this is Notify, and uh, we'll see you soon. Awesome. All right, let's go, man. Appreciate it.